Cause this is Sports Life Talk. Hey, hey. With Sports Life Talk. Life Talk. Hot Topics yeah. with Sports yeah. Life Talk. So come and get you some Sports Life Talk. They let us in the game, now we calling the shots. Things will never be the same, so forget what you thought. Cause yeah. life without sports ain't nothing but talk. Go now, finally a show that makes your heart pound profound. Wonder what's running up through your thoughts now. About to drown all podcasts. That be watered down. Tell them clowns it's a new era, and it's starting now. I've told the strangers, the five power rangers. Approaching Sports Life Talk from five different angles. Get ready for the change up. We done turned the flame up. The topics that we bring up, we about to blow this thing yeah, let's get it cracking. KT the head coach in Miss Manhattan. Gemini Jones holds the throne, she be calling them out. Mr. United Surgeon B. Jones, the mouth of the South. Coming over athletes to the year of the week. We got what you need, we dropping what's hot in the streets. From copping new sneaks to locals popping, doing big things. When gossiping tea, let Kimberly pull you a dream. Sports Life Talk, who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening, let the show begin. Sports Life Talk, who is them? When you're not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening, I let the show begin. Let's go. <laughs> I made it, y'all. I made it. All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life without sports is just talk. Today is April 14, 2021, and this is episode 89. Before we get started with the show, I have a very, very special RIP that I would like to send to my my bae, my boo, Earl Simmons, a.k.a. Darkman X, a.k.a. DMX. For those who did not know, I don't know what planet you've been living on, but he passed away last Friday in a uh, New Jersey hospital. So condolences to all of his friends and family and the fans that definitely appreciated and loved his music. I was one of them. But moving on for tonight, we have all five Power Rangers in the building. Yes, I almost didn't make it, y'all, but but I'm here. I'm here. Hopefully I'm right. I hope I don't turn into a zombie in the middle of the show, but I, I think I'm here. To the left of me, yeah, is B. Jones, Mr. Mouth of the South himself. Mr. Yo, Serge, we twins, dog. Yeah, yeah, I know. I got the, I got the down version. You got the up version, bro. <laughs> and then he's not beneath me today. He is to the right of me, head coach KT. You not. Rose, rose cup, or whatever this week, you just KT. Oh, crap. Uh, yeah, I'll be KT. And then, of course, to the bottom left, we have Mr. United Surge in the building, baby. What we call him? Brussel Filson? Brussel Filson. Damn, that thing getting Man, worse and worse. That Pfizer is killer. I had Moderna. Oh, no wonder. I, that's like the equate version of the vaccine. Yep. Oh my God. Well, I tell, I tell. That's, the, that's the greater value. That's the greater value. Vaccine. I cannot stand y'all. I tell. Oh, man. And then, of course, on the lower right hand side, we have Miss Manhattan. KD, how are you this evening, lovely child? I am good. I am good here with y'all. You know, on Wednesdays, it's always lovely. It is. I couldn't miss tonight, y'all. I was laying on my couch about an hour ago contemplating my life and just wondering and you guys just popped in my head and you guys have a bigger meaning than what I thought you did so I just want y'all to know that I appreciate y'all we miss you too Pam 
<laughs> it, it's it's the Moderna talking. I'm just playing. <laughs> right. Next week, next week we're gonna be like, Pam, what happened to all that love you were showing? I, I didn't show no love. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll take it. I'll accept it. Yes. This episode is episode 89, entitled Marvelous. And of course, our cover athlete this week is Marvelous Margaret Mar. Somebody take it away. Margaret Agler. Good. She got the Johnson shot. That's what. <laughs> what back alley? What back alley did you get your shot in, Pam? I think I think you thought they were giving you Moderna. They gave you yeah. Johnson and Johnson, didn't they? Yeah, you got I the think, Johnson and Johnson. You may want I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I ain't been talking about it all day. I think Pam Pam needs to stay away from the uh, Rice Krispies and chocolate chip cookies and the what else? Some them brownies. They gave me the flu shot instead. No, I, I don't know what's going on, y'all. Pam, are, you, are you accusing Pam of using narcotics? No, I'm, no, you I'm say just rice Christmas treats and brownies and cookies. Are you saying that twenty friendly though? Now see, now we know you said you said seven twenty. You mean four twenty? Four twenty? That too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on. They do it again in July. All right, yeah. so uh, KD, take it away. Cause... All right, hopefully she didn't pass the stumbles on me. So here we go. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. <laughs> she said they do that thing again in July. <laughs> Man, we... I'm sorry, America. I'm sorry. We took a week off. So, you know. Right, right, guys, guys, this is what happens when you take a week off, yo. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to All right. Marvelous Marvin Hagler was an American professional boxer and film actor who competed in boxing from 1973 to 1987. He reigned as undisputed champion of the middleweight division from 1980 to 1987, making 12 successful defenses of that title. Hagler also holds the highest knockout percentage of all undisputed middleweight champions at 78%. His undisputed middleweight championship reign of six years and seven months is the second longest of the last century, behind only Tony Zell, whose reign included several years of inactivity during his service in World War II. Nicknamed Marvelous and annoyed the network announcers often did not refer to him as such. Hagler legally changed his name to Marvelous Marvin Hagler in 1982. Wow, can you imagine changing your name to Marvelous? Well, I actually work with a coach. That's his first name. Huh. Oh. Really? Yeah. Marvelous Meta World Peace. (laughs) (laughs) All right, B, what you got for our trivia? All right, so going through, uh, I wish, you know, we we actually wanted to give this show a couple of weeks earlier, but, you know, 88 was tough to to bump. So we we finally was able to highlight the life and time of Marvin Hagler, who, of course, we recently lost. But learning a little bit more about about Hagler, I only knew him from when he fought Sugar Ray. You know what I mean? And and when when he lost that fight, I was actually going for Sugar Ray. And so I kind of looked at Hagler as the bad guy, but coming to find out that Hagler is known for having one of the toughest chins in the boxing game. He was only knocked down once. So for a Sports Life Talk t-shirt and uh, the opportunity to rock and look just like the crew, here's your question. Give me the name of the boxer that was able to put Hagler on the mat only to lose that fight. All right, there you go. It's a very interesting one. Last week, I saw a lot of people dropped it in the comments. The answer last week was Hail Mary. 
I think some people dropped it in, but they didn't go to the website. So guess what? I ain't paying you. Now, go to the website, www.sportslifetalk, and drop down so on the trivia page. Just follow some simple it instructions. It ain't that difficult, man. It ain't that difficult. Go to the website. Show us some love. We appreciate y'all visiting. Speaking of winning, don't we owe somebody something? I don't owe nobody nothing. I sent my bread. Oh. <laughs> I need to know who I need to send it to. Yes. Oh, I, guess, uh, yeah. I guess we'll get to that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. No, my Chaz Steele is the one. That Chaz, won. yes, Chaz. Okay, so uh, I don't KT, we just send it to KT and KT will take care of it. KT, can you just go on and tell him I'll get it to him? I don't think on, on the 15th? <laughs> <Right. laughs> Did you say he doesn't know? <laughs> no, I ain't sending you the money then because you're going to put it in your pocket. When have I ever done that? Matter of fact, I need to look into the SLT funds just like they looking into the Black Lives Matter funds. Hey, watch your You're living lavish over there. Hey, you know we lost uh, Bernie Madoff today. Lord knows what Kevin did with our, <laughs> with our little money. All I've been doing is putting it towards promotions. Can we just move on? Boy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we that brand new. Okay. About all these shoes that are being purchased. By B. Jones? Right. <laughs> I don't have access to the account. I don't have access to the account. That's okay. When I talk about that's not, what Kev, that's not what Kev said. Right. That's not what Kev said. You said you got that bank account, too. Just cash out me, homie. <laughs> all right, KT, what's the, who's the local athlete for this week? All right, so the local athlete this week goes out to Charlie Collier, the Longhorn. She's from the Texas Longhorns, by the way. The Longhorn Center is projected to be the number one pick in tomorrow's WNBA draft. She's 6'5 from Mount Bellevue, Texas. And there's a story up on uh, ESPN about, you know, her losing her father and how he helped balance her with, well, basically gave her the game of basketball. So go check that out on ESPN. So the local athlete this week is Dallas Wings number one pick next tomorrow Charlie Collier is the draft tomorrow KT yes tomorrow okay okay Charlie okay all right so for the local business I actually have two I went to I don't know if you guys know about Cretia's it is in the Bishop Arts District it used to be in Duncanville for the longest time but then they moved it's a cute little cozy restaurant they have a full menu with sandwiches and pastas, but let me tell you why I go. The cakes, the cupcakes, the pies, the treats are absolutely amazing. Cupcakes, we go all the time when I'm out that way. So shout out to Krisha. She is a local lady and come to find out, and not that this matters, y'all, with a name like Krisha, I thought she was black. I'm not going to even lie. She's a white lady. Very interesting. Her name is what? Krisha. C-R-E-T-I-A. Creature. Oh, okay. Creature. Wow. Yeah. No, that's a stolen identity. No. I, ain't. <laughs> I hey, was man. in there Saturday. It's a marvelous name. And she was in there. And I was like, oh, hey, Creature. I feel like I want to call you something <laughs> Wait, else. So were you calling it Creature from Jump? Yeah, it's Cre- Everybody knows it in Oak Cliff as okay. I wasn't calling it Kreisha. I was calling it something else. He just what, were you calling it? what were you calling it? Oh my God. I don't even want to say. Oh, but God. I know now it's Kreisha. Okay, it's I Kreisha. got it. Yes, yes. Okay. And the other business that I am talking about this week, I started meal, not meal prepping. What do you call it? Where they, I have a chef that gives me meals oh. every 
every two weeks or every week, actually. And so his Instagram is Chef Meezy, M-E-E-Z-I-E. And he has brought over some amazing, amazing meals. It's not your typical meal prep. So I just tell him what I like and what I don't like. And then he just brings me stuff over here. And it's so far, it's been all good. So shout out. Is it it a meal a day? Well, you can purchase whatever you want, but I do 10 meals a week. So I do lunch and dinner for five days. Okay. So we know that that's only half of the meals you eat. So what you doing (laughs) for the other 10 meals? First of all, I'm trying to get fine. So I ain't eating like that no more. Okay. All right, I believe Jamaica is calling. All right, so somebody about to get rolled up, somebody, and yeah. somebody's phone is ringing. Oh, for real? Oh, that's yeah. mine. That's mine. <laughs> that's my son calling me. He always oh. FaceTime me. All right, anyway, moving along. Let's do the toast. All right, so for our drink of the week, so it's a new month, so new month means a new liquor. So Pam helped me choose this month, and we are going with Ciroc, the new summer citrus. So it's not quite summer yet, but we're getting ready for it. So everybody go snatch a bottle of Ciroc summer citrus. And the drink of the week is called a citrus sunrise. So it consists of the Ciroc summer citrus, orange juice, cranberry juice, or you can use pomegranate juice. And in a rocks glass, you'll just pour all the juices and the liquor, put it with some ice. And then for garnishment is an orange wheel. I didn't have time to stop to get the oranges. So I just used some cherries. So for our toast this week, we are toasting two. Bianca Blair and Sasha Banks. Is that they, the city girl. City girl? No. Go take a nap. <laughs> no, so they are WWE stars and they made wrestling history as the first black women to face each other in a WrestleMania title match. <laughs> Belair ended up defeating Banks and became <laughs> champion for the first time in her WWE career. So shout out to both of them for making history. So toast. Cheers. Bianca. <laughs> Hey, when you, when you get city girls from? <laughs> What's the city girl's name? We don't know. It's, it's young Miami. Is <laughs> <laughs> her real name Bianca? Maybe not. Okay. No, it's oh, Amy JT and Carisha. Carisha. Oh, okay. Hey, I do want to say one thing about that. After that match, even though Sasha Banks lost, they put the camera on her and she was like in the corner. Normally she's a heel, but she was actually smiling because she knew that they made history. Mm. So extra shout out to her for being a good team sport. What is it? Yeah, for sportsmanship. Yeah. Yes, sportsmanship. Awesome. <laughs> Did you get a shot too, Katie? <laughs> I got, no, no, part she's one. got a shot of Ciroc. Yeah. There we go. All right. So it's time to move on to the kickoff question. And since we have already addressed my boo, the kickoff question is if DMX was a professional athlete. Historical or current, who would he be? And what player would you compare him to? So I'm going to start with KT. You know, I wanted to go Patrick Beverly, but he's a dog, but he's not anywhere near like a GOAT status. No. DMX is a top 10 rapper of all time. He can be considered a GOAT. And he's also misunderstood. He had his demons and everything like that. So I went with AI, another guy that was a he was misunderstood, and he wasn't a bad guy at all. He just had some some demons, but they weren't, like, serious. So I like that one, Kev. I like, yeah, I like that one, too. He definitely crossed my mind, for sure, Allen Iverson. All right, Serge, who did you pick? I actually went with 
Mike Tyson. Ooh. For me, I, I looked at somebody who was great at what they did at one time, was at the top of their game, and you could consider during those two, three to four, five-year window that he was probably the best or definitely considered the best, but then also had a downfall, kind of like what KT said, you know, faces demons, maybe wasn't in the limelight for so many years, but I think also towards the latter part of his life, just like Mike Tyson over the last few years, has kind of came back into limelight, and I think people really appreciate him and and listen to everything that he says, and he's also seemed to have turned his life around. So, and he's the impact. If Mike Tyson were to be gone tomorrow, I think the impact that he was he had made is also pretty significant from a cultural standpoint, but also from a sports where even a hundred years from now, both individuals will be talked about in a similar capacity. Okay, KD. For me, I'm going to go with Michael Irvin and shout out to my friend for helping me out after doing some research. I didn't know that he struggled with demons and legal, you know, legal battles with being in possession of drugs. So and then also, I think with DMX, so many people relied on him. And I think it was the same thing with Michael Irvin. Also, he comes from a big family and then he has a fam- you know family of his own, you know, his kids. So just having to stay, you know, straight and narrow to make sure he was getting his money to take care of handle his business. Yeah. Okay. B Jones. First off, I want to tell y'all three, that was, that was phenomenal. That, that was great. I, I enjoyed all three of y'all answers. Mine is not even as strong as y'all's, but I had to take it back to the boot and go with the Louisiana native. And that's right. The honey badger himself, Mr. Tyran Matthew. Everybody knows T- honey badger story at LSU when he was expelled from the school and kicked off the football team as a junior going into his senior year. And uh, he wasn't even able to play football for a year because of his addictions and dealing with drugs. But we all know the dog that the honey badger is. So when you talk about the creative and the, the tenacity of a DMX, not afraid of any type of confrontation. People don't even know DMX was like a freestyle king and he never really was highly regarded as what he was capable of doing from a poetry standpoint of view. And and I think Honey Badger, he creates poetry out there on the field, causing turnovers and very creative in how he gets that ball back to his team. Plus, both of them are the best at what they do. Okay. I have a question. So would y'all throw Antonio Brown in that conversation? Oh, yeah, I yeah. would. I mean, Antonio okay. hadn't hadn't got that ring yet, and he hasn't well, I think he got there a was ring. A, what do? Oh, that's right with the buff with the with the books. That you're right. all right. You are right. So I, I guess Antonio is uh he definitely up there because Antonio was a top I, wide receiver I, for about a two to three year spurt. I think you I think he's on the verge of being in that conversation where you can talk about it. He just we haven't seen a length of period of time where he's turned his life around, I feel like. Yeah, on the football field, but you know, Antonio Brown's probably was never on the football field, but was always off the football field and his right. demons. And we don't really know if he's truly came out of it yet. But I think if you were to say five, ten years from now, and we don't hear him anything on the news, and he goes on to play another three, four years, maybe gets another Super Bowl ring or not, and he just retires gracefully, then sure, I think he could definitely be in that conversation. Hey, but it's still I, a good, co- good hey, person to bring up. Can, can I give my, my number two, though? Because y'all know I always come with two prepared just in case oh somebody God. snatches mine. No, he didn't go to LSU. He went to Virginia Tech. Thank you. And that is Mr. Michael Vick. That's a good. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, that's a really good one. That's yeah, good yeah, one. that was my runner, but I had to do LSU in there. I had to throw LSU in there just to poke a little bit at, at KT. Michael Vick, man, get out of there, Quincy Carter. Nah, don't do that. We ain't do that to DMX. 
I was going to say uh, Antonio Cromartie, and that's only because of the kid situation. Oh. <laughs> and he's still working on it. I mean, yeah. Cromartie got like, what, 10 kids? DMS got like 15? 15. I thought it was 17. 17. 17, 17 kids. 17. It was, it was 17 eight. people total. I don't know if it was 17 kids, but it was 17 heirs. He has nine baby mamas. Yeah, wow. 17 kids. Because y'all see what Jay-Z and Beyonce did for... His family came out and said that's not true. Yeah, really? I, I heard he got it wasn't true. Yeah, they well, said what it was true. They paid $10 million to get all his... Masters. Masters and to giving it to all 17 kids for free. Man, I almost gave that boy to yeet. I almost gave the, the nose and the carters to yeet, bro. No, I'm glad God told that me that. They said it wasn't true to family. Yet. But you yeah. know what, though? In common sense, you, you would think that the person who's about to make millions and millions and millions on top of millions of dollars on the rights to DMX music, because that's literally all I heard over the weekend. Yeah. They're not going to give it up for just 10 mil, fam. No. Not even close to just 10 mil. So. Yeah, but the man has 17 kids, and he really didn't have a lot of money, so they really need to, whatever, you know. Do something. Say, yeah. yeah, do something for the kids, because, well, I'm sure the ones he had with Tashira, they probably grown and and i don't know who all was in the middle i know he has like a two-year-old son that's the youngest with his fiance but all the other ones i think with tashira they're they're older but still you know you still need to leave a little a little inheritance or legacy but anyway it is time for the manhattan project so miss manhattan please tell us what you have for us this week all right so i'm gonna start it with my mad question asking so yeah. last week, last week I had went and got my eyebrows done, y'all. And it's like a very, very small place. I get my eyebrows threaded. So I was in there and, you know, it's COVID times right now. People wearing masks and this chick decides to hop on the phone and have a full blown conversation. So it irritated me because I feel like, you know, getting my eyebrows done or getting my nails done is like a form of self-care. So when I go in there, I just want to just hear them doing my nails. And if the lady wants to talk to me a little, I'm cool with it. But I don't want to hear KT's conversation, Pam's conversation, Serge's conversation, and B. Jones's conversation. I don't want to hear it. Not oh, you're going to hear B. Jones' conversation. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm dropping dimes, though, baby. Oh, no, hey, no. I'm, I'm putting something good out there in the world. You need to hear what I got to say. So my question is to y'all, like, how do y'all feel about people having whole conversations while you're waiting in line for anything, whether it's getting your nails done, getting your hair cut, waiting in line to get your car registration? Like, how do y'all feel about it? What is y'all's take? It is absolute hell. It's annoying. Of mine. It is annoying. Especially if you talk on speakerphone. That's (laughs) worse. That means I can hear both of you. Yeah. And I am not, I did not sign. I mean, it's one thing to be on the phone, but I can hear both of you. And it gets a little different for barbershops, I guess, because typically barbershops, at least the one I go to or have been to, they all usually either have music or TV on and stuff like that. So there's only some kind of sound playing in there. So you probably wouldn't even hear, but I can see a salon for sure being very annoying. Doctor's office is a a definite no-no because, I mean, it's supposed to be like a peace and quiet. You got sick people in there. You know, it's just like, Really, if you want to talk, just step out right outside the door and have your conversation. But I just don't like when people are number one when it's on speaker and when it's loud. Like if I'm in a public place and I'm on and I have to have a conversation, I'm like this. I'm like, okay, girl, can you hear me? Because I'm I don't like when people are like, hey, girl, then what he say? Yeah, and I went <laughs> over there and I asked him to give me some cigarettes. And he could. I'm like, oh. 
<laughs> hey, and that's what, what makes say? this show great because I disagree with the four of you guys, oh and I God. absolutely <laughs> love it because I'm gonna tell you, hey, because hey, it be some, it be some juicy out. tea, it be some juicy tea coming through there. That almost be like a little, a little, like a little smut TV or something. Like you get to hear some people talking trash, and then you don't even have to worry about them no more. Like you be like, oh, that girl just got cussed out. I I heard a woman at the airport cuss out another person so cold. Hey, threaten the life. Threaten the life at the airport. I'm like, they finna escort her. That's up out of here. Hey, but she did it so cold. But, you know, <laughs> this is my thing. I think you got to be a 100% narcissist to think that everybody wants to hear your conversation. And But, you, you know, when you put stuff out there, now, if somebody says something is disrespectful to somebody else and you got it on speakerphone, you have to accept accountability for that, right? So mm -hmm. when you put that kind of stuff out there and you make yourself open, you say, hey, I, I don't care. I'm disrespecting everybody else's time and their space. And what I got to say is that important. And guess what? I get an opinion. And if I decide to turn around and say, shut up, then guess what? <laughs> hey, you put yours out there. I put mine out there. We both just doing what we do, you know? So, but I let love me, it though. Let me just say one more thing. You mentioned the airport. Let me tell you what I hate more than anything. Soon as that plane touched down. Yeah, we just landed. Yeah, I think we're back in plane three. I don't know. You coming to get me or is mama coming? I'm like... Whoa, you couldn't text that conversation. Like <laughs> the plane is quiet. And then the yeah. here they come with this whole conversation about how to, and it, I hate to say y'all, but it kind of be like the older people sometimes because I don't think they realize how loud their voices are. And you'd be like, grandma, shh. Pam was, yeah. I'm, Pam was probably it's still not just sleeping. Him, waking up like, yeah. what? what you say? What you say? <laughs> I said Pam was probably sleeping on. on not you. Not you. The other one oh. over here. <laughs> no, I was saying it's not just the older folks. The younger folks do it too. Oh, okay, well, yeah, it's always the older folks for me. Well, hold on now. You ain't just trying to check me, though. Hold up. You, you did all this. <laughs> that you want to so I thought you said something smart. Anyway, yeah, KB, move on. Hey, wait, wait. Hey, wait. 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 Shout out to Deidre Thomas. Yes. Hey. Wait, who is that, Kev? We hey. got a new fan? Hey. Shoot. Deidre Thomas. She better That's stop that lady. Me. know that. I'm ready to be downstairs on y'all. Y'all better she better hey, play. Did you play the coach's groove? Is that how this All right. So so the drink of the week was the sunrise. What was it called, y'all? Sunrise. Thank y'all. All right. And then now to our show that we are watching, Last Chance You. I hope everybody watched episode three. We are a little bit behind. We are moving slow on this show, but y'all, it's so worth it. You know, the first episode I said I really didn't like it. The second episode reeled me in and then episode three has got me so this one was a little bit about love and relationships and then of course the love of the game of basketball so um what what are y'all's thoughts on episode three? Oh, well, i mean I, where to start i'm gonna say this I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go against what everybody probably gonna say coach mosley was meant to do what he is doing there has god had to bless you with a certain level of patience determination and just resiliency to put up with the BS that players like Joe Hampton and Malik Muhammad are providing for you every day. Like, I don't think I have the patience no, to deal with those types of characters day in and day out. I might have done it for a couple of weeks, but skipping practices, texting me bull crap reasons, and then coming and saying, I wasn't in the headspace. I, I, I just, I didn't need it to be around people. And after, you know, these people telling your story, then you look on the other side and you see Deshaun 
and he doing everything and he like he bottling it up. You know, he's bottling all of this emotion yeah. up and using his game to express himself. Yeah. And he's the one that has every reason to be out there acting a fool. So I give my kudos goes to Coach Mosley. And the only other thing I'm going to say is somebody call KJ up, man. He got to do better than that. KJ, <laughs> hey, you can do better than that, bro. Come on, KJ. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, fam. Come on, fam. Oh. KJ, you you one of my faves on the team. That's unacceptable. On, KJ. 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 Call up Miss Manhattan. Look, tell Kiara, what is it? Deshaun's girlfriend to hook to God to. Her little sister was next to her. Somebody. Goodness me. I was like. Hey, I'll say this, though. Deshaun is my favorite person on the show now. Just watching that episode. Yeah. Like D. Jones said, he's balling everything up. He's going out there and balling, and I'm glad that he found another woman that he can trust and yeah. put a lot of yeah. faith into. At the right time, too. At the right time. Yeah. That, that timing thing was crucial. Yeah. I still don't like Joe. I love the coach, but the way that he handled Joe when he was in the game cooking, he should have let Joe keep playing. Now, I yeah, agree I with you on that, yeah. I didn't understand it. I didn't yeah. understand it. I didn't understand it at all. But besides that, Joe, they were going to start you. Yeah. The one Joe day, would just get out of his head mouth. He Yeah, but Pam, here's my thing. He told you that Big Ten and Big Twelve teams are looking at you. Yep. And you still don't have the motivation to go in there and do what you need to do. Wait a minute. What episode was it where that coach came to see him? He said, How Joe doing? Oh, Joe doing all right. And then like two seconds later he walked out of practice. He imploded. <laughs> he just blew like, up oh, the whole practice. Hey, but that's the thing, though. Mosley, and I agree with y'all. I don't know about Mosley as an X's and O's coach and looking at all that talent he got. I don't know how good of an X's and O's coach he is. Right, right. But, but Mosley said something before that game. And I know you're right, Kev. Joe was cooking. But Mosley told you, I'm all about helping you to deal with the response. You're going to leave yeah, me. Right. And this and this is bigger than me. This is bigger than basketball, right. Joe. I'm right. trying to teach you something. I'm trying to coach you something that ain't on that court right now. And that's how to respond. And so guess what? Mosley put him in another situation where guess what? Joe was right. He had every right to be frustration, and guess what? He let the response get the best of him again. Right. And that's all Mosley's trying to teach him. Look, I'm going to keep pulling you until you get the response right, and guess what? Then I'm going to start you. Then I'm going to put you in a situation where you can be successful, but you got to get the lesson number one first. Mm-hmm. He sat there and said, I hate this effing team. I'm like... And the coach. He said, this coach yeah. don't know what the F he doing. Right I'm like, like bro, come on. Yeah. That's going to be... Went way out of bounds. Like, I mean, it's one thing to like say that on your own. I don't know. You're saying it to your homies, like on the way back home from the game. Yeah. But you're saying it, sitting there on the bench. Like, I'm yeah. like, dude, like, oh, so it's just bro. like three people down from you. Yeah. And with Deshaun, you know, I think this is obviously one of the main reasons we do sports live talk. And it's to, even in a show on Netflix, being able to see the life aspect of an athlete because most people that probably even go to that school, they just see Deshaun as he's our star star basketball player. They don't see like, oh, he's dealing with death and he's dealing with all these issues and how he channels it and that he has his own, you know, just because he's a star athlete or and he has something else to look forward to. No, he's still got to deal with raw emotions and, and figure out a way to deal with it and have people around him in his corner, not just somebody to train him in basketball and make him better, but because there's no guarantee that he's going to make it to the pros or anything like that. And But he's got enough support system as we see, and I'm looking forward to watching the future episodes to see where his uh, trajectory is, obviously, as well. And I just want to say one more thing before we move on, please, real quick. B. Jones, I agree with everything you said about how coach is handling him. But there could also been a time to show, hey, yo, I trust you too. 
know what I mean? You go out there, you keep eating, you keep doing your thing, and then see how he reacts after that. You know what I mean? But everything Absolutely. you said was fun. Hey, let me make let me make one last point too. The first one I want to make is this show is showing me that if you are talented. Coaches will find you. Them coaches from all around the country going to that JUCO college to find talent. And the number two thing that it showed me is work ethic is rare. And if all of these guys with this extraordinarily amount of talent don't amount to a hill of beans, if you can't put the work ethic in, and we've seen it right there, and why there's so many times we see these players, we like, man, why that person didn't make it up? Man, they was they were phenomenal. How they, how they didn't turn into nothing? And that's why it's a lot more than what's going on than the 48 minute ball game or the 60 minutes during the clock. I mean, or being six eight and have a 40 inch vertical. It's so much more. It's a business. Matter, right? This is a business. Absolutely. All right, KD, is that all? What else you got? Yep, that's all I got. All right, so let's move on to some uncut gems, and I'm going to try to get through this. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So I have a question to the fellas. The fellas on here, even though y'all are married, you know, I always have to put that disclaimer on it, even though y'all mm-hmm. are married. And to the fellas in the chat, why do y'all not get the hint when a woman is not interested? Or say for so, for instance, I was at Walmart a couple weeks ago. And this guy followed me around. Jeez, I had that problem all the time. No, I'm just kidding. And so he finally, because I was on the phone the first time I passed him. And then when he came back around, I wasn't on the phone. And so he was really trying to talk to me. And I was just like, okay. And so he asked for my number. And I was like, no, he asked me. He said, I don't see a ring on your finger. And I was like, well, no, I'm not married. You know, but I'm, I'm in a relationship. And he was like, oh, okay. Then you still single. Can I get your number? And I was like, Cause my thing is, I feel like if I wanted to give you my number, I would have really been more interactive with you in your conversation. But I was really short, and I kept trying to move on. Y'all, he thought my pico was gummy bears. That's when I knew I couldn't go out with him because he don't know what pico is. And so he's like, "Is that gummy bears?" He's like, "Oh, you can tell I ain't never been nowhere." Like, like the tomatoes, cilantro, and onions, pico. Mm-hmm. You totally, bro. Right, exactly. So, because it was in a little container. So, why is it if a woman is not, why do y'all not get the hint? If a woman says, oh, well, I have a man, or I'm not, you know, or I'm dating somebody or whatever, why do you keep going on? Like, clearly, because even if I had a man, even if I was a full married woman and I was interested in you, I would flirt back or I would volunteer my number or whatever. I don't understand why guys just don't get the hint that. I I'm not into you and I don't want to give you my number. So me being the nice person I am, I gave him my number. And as soon as we walked out of Walmart, I blocked him. Okay. So I have, I, I have an opinion, <laughs> but I want the dudes to go first. Cause it's fellas. So fellas. Wait a minute. This comment, please post with KD. <laughs> I am not a juicy antelope. not the antelope okay anyway go ahead guys well i mean i'm i'm pretty sure like rest of the guys in the in the chat we all wonder what happened to to the february 14th valentine's day guy i mean we ain't even a month month away from that i ain't even trying to answer no question about flirtation we're two months away from that i mean but that's still relatively quick we were talking about vacationing and what do you mean? I, I, the guy, I told the guy I was in a relationship. Did you not hear that part? Oh, okay, you told him you was in a relationship. Okay. I told him yes, I was yes. in a relationship, right, but he bad. was like, well, you're he, not married. I thought you said so. you were single just, and all of this just stuff. Just like that guy you were talking to, 
Jones got selected. Here. Well, hey, oh, I didn't right. know you said you know, we, we started this thing out talking about dogs and hey, men, men hard headed. They glutton for punishments. You, you can't tell. Hey, you can't tell them <laughs> shooters go shoot. You can't tell them to, to stop shoot. That's just the fact of the matter. If they if they want something, they they gonna go after it no matter what you say. I mean, yeah, that, I, it, can't, I can't explain that for them. Yeah, I mean, some guys are just persistent. That's all it is. It, it ain't too I, much else I, you can say about it. I can also say that most likely. He's done it before, and the girl gave in. And it worked. Right? Okay. And it worked. Okay. So why not try to, even though he might maybe tried it 20 times and only worked out twice, it's got to be amazed. It's going to work out a third time with somebody. Hashtag and me too. still ended up technically giving him the number. I mean, yeah, he I still did. ended up blocking him. I did because it was like awkward, and we were standing on the bread aisle. It was awkward. And I was just like, okay, well, here. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as I left, he texted me, and I was like, block. Hey, that's right, KD. Damn it, we were singing that twenty years ago. I got a man. What your man got to do with me? Whatever. Men, men been trained to push through, push through those first couple of notes. I, I feel like okay, KD. I'm I'm gonna let you go, but I feel like even if I'm playing a little hard to get or whatever, I'm gonna still somehow kind of let you. Me personally, I'm gonna let you know that I'm interested in some type of way. I'm not just going to be like, uh, no, I, no, I, you know, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, you can. <laughs> so anyway, KD. All right, for me, so this has been happening to me lately too. I've been going out a lot and I just don't, like, they just don't, they don't go away. Like, leave me alone. Stop talking to me. I'm not interested. I keep telling you I'm not interested. So I came up with this bright idea today that if you ask me for my number, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, hey, do you have social media? And of course, the answer is going to be yeah, because who doesn't have social media? And then I'm going to say, OK, follow me at Sports Life Talk. I have a podcast. And that is the best way that you can get in contact with me. You got to find my page somehow on Sports Life Talk. And yeah, that's the only way. Like, I don't want, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to do that because then I don't need you all over here in the chat talking about, oh, why are you give me your number? No, but more no, than likely, no, more than likely they're not going to because, like, just like they don't listen, they don't read either. So, follow hey, me on Sports Life Talk. And if you can find me that way, then, okay. you know. I, I can see can. that you're showing persistence that way. I yeah. tell you what, he he gonna send you a message. I'm gonna say you cute too, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go, go in there and be like, yeah, man. I like I like your smile as well. How did you know I was from New York? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I just wanted to know. I mean, I, I don't know how. I, I just. I mean, I don't know how else to say. It. I mean, the dude was like this high anyway, and if he didn't oh, know yeah. who was, we ain't gonna never get along because I eat the hell out of tacos. So yeah, that's all I got for the uncut gems. So it is time for. Power surge. Oh, power surge! I I can't hang out. Oh, I like that surge. <laughs> the blue yeah. angel. That's, that's after two days of hitting the weights, all right? All right, so I know we missed a couple of weeks, and sorry for obviously not being here the last time. Dealing with the COVID vaccine is uh, no joke. I mean, I'll tell you that. So now that's taken care of, back in the flesh, we're going to do, I know we've already done uh, a few of these categories for the best from the old school versus new school. We got two more left, including this week. This week, we're going to do best handles. And then next week, we'll finish it out with doing the best teams. So best handles, fellas. Old school, I got Jason White Chocolate Williams, the original Isaiah Thomas, 
Allen Iverson, Rod Strickland, Tim Hardaway Sr., and Steve Nash. And in the new school, I got Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, Jamal Crawford, Kemba Walker, Chris Paul, and James Harden. KT, out of those best handles guys from the old school versus new school, who you got? <laughs> it's new school. Kyrie has the best handles ever. And you said Curry too, right? Yep. Those two right there have the best handles ever. So point blank period, it's a, it's a new school. Jamal Crawford, underrated ball handler. We know that he can get give you the work Jake too. crossover, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm going with the new school. B. Jones? And as usual, Kevin is wrong. Kevin, there was a little <laughs> invention. They called it hand checking, sir, and they stopped that. So it allowed these guys to have all these little purdy little dribbles and can take these extra steps and these Euros travel and stuff like that. But them dudes in the, in the past, they were balling, man, in a much physical game. And then I look at White Chocolate. White Chocolate was a fool with it, man. White Chocolate was out there playing and one basketball in the court, in the game for real. So, hey, and plus the UTEP two-step. With Tim Hardaway? Come on, man. Rock about baby. I'm oh, going old school. Hey, I'm going old school. His, his crossover was nice. I got skills. I know Tim Hardaway. He man, can't kill a crossover? Come on, he man. Kyrie, stop playing. Stop no. playing. Dude. Kyrie, super nice, man. But hey, but that, hey, hey, boy, hey, hey, I get AI on on, uh, on Irving. Oh, I don't know what you're talking Ooh, about. You are live there. AI was a dog, bro. What are y'all talking about? Nobody's yeah, not bro. saying he's a dog, but his handles is not the same as Kyrie. Kyrie's yeah, on yeah. sick. Go, man. Go, you, go YouTube Allen Iverson talking about where he says Kyrie has the best handles. He's supposed to say that, man. He's supposed what? to say that. He's supposed to say that. That's what he, that's what he's supposed to do. AI wanted to reform his image, so he's going to tell y'all what y'all need to hear. But the truth of the matter is AI was a dog. White Chocolate was a dog. Nash, Hardaway, all of them. Oh, thank you, Zoe. Thank you. My people stand up because I, I got some intelligent sports fans on here somewhere. Okay. I'm looking for you. So, I'm looking for you. Just, just like the guys who obviously, I, I know New School has, uh, I think the only other category that they won in was shooting. Shooter. Shooter. Because obviously the game has evolved. And so if we're talking about just from the evolution of the game, with, with all the techniques that are available, all the coaching that's available, all the drills you can do, that guys weren't doing back in the days. It's almost laughable to think that guys in the league now, and I could I could have kept going past James Harden as far as guys who have great handles that are in the last 15 years, and obviously most of the guys play currently. But it's, it's really not even a, a competition as far as when it comes to handles because you got to look at not just being able to dribble between the legs or putting behind your back, but then also what are you doing with it, taking it to the next step, which is scoring using or that passing, handle or passing right? or passing but i'm saying shooting it off the dribble after doing a few crossovers or being able to cross over your guys so so much that you can actually now take it to the hole and finish so the, the handle part cannot just be or who has a better crossover because that isn't just how handles are defined because a lot of guys can put the ball between their legs but it's the combination it's it's like if you were playing Mortal Kombat, going left, right, left, right, and then up, down, back, B. You know, it's like the guys are doing so many different things. And whether it is, it is adding the Euro step to it or a step back jumper to it. So just all of that evolution alone, it's, it can't even be a conversation how there are, of course, are those guys that I mentioned great ball handlers? Sure. But these guys are, are taking that ball handling and made it to a whole separate thing 
to where they are elite to a to the highest degree. Brother, uh, that's like that's like saying the dude that created the Tesla was better than the Ford brothers. No, the Ford brothers created the vehicles as we speak of it. So you can't sit up there and say just because they evolved it and made it something better that they were better. We're talking about a group of individuals that created the steps that they they doing right now. I'm telling you, the rules have changed, and that's why they allowed to do some of these pretty little moves and razzle dazzle. But let's just be real. We you listed out six or seven great dribblers, but it's cats on YouTube doing this same these same dribbles. Why? Because they they done over and over again. It's kind of common practice now. But when you look back at what those original people were doing back in the late 80s and the early 90s with dribbling, dog, it was insane. It was insane. We have never seen stuff like that done before. So if you want to say who's the most athletic, I'll give it to you. The new school is way more athletic. They way they do things that that are way more uh, attractive and they bring more eyeballs to the game with this hoopery. But the, as far as who are the best handles, them boys didn't get the ball wasn't getting stole out of AI hands. This is one thing I'll tell y'all, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop the mic on this one and leave it alone. Who Out of those two groups, if we were to combine all of their stats career-wise, who do you think has the most turnovers? Because of James Harden. That's why he got like 50. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you're bragging on these, these folks dribbling. Yeah, but they turn the ball over at a high clip as well. Yeah, but no, now do you change the subject? When no, Dribbling the ball, you have to hold on to keep the ball, Kev. That's the part dribbling and like my boy Sir said, making a play. Those dudes made plays, bro. In the game that we were, we we have never seen those things. Yeah, and, I, and I can tell you, I can tell you right now, and you know how much I follow basketball, and I tell you, Jason Williams, Isaiah Thomas, Allen Iverson, and Tim Hardaway Senior have all said Kyrie Irving has the best handles of all time. I know that. I can give you video proof where they all state the same thing. They don't need to – they could have easily talked about one of the other guys from their era. Isaiah Thomas could have said, oh, Tim Hardaway had the best. Jason Williams could have said, Allen Iverson has the best, whatever, you know, but that's not what they're saying because they see what's going on. They know the, the stuff that he's doing, nobody has ever done it before, and that's where you give your props, where it's due. Well, so, let, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave it alone, man. There's not a parent out there that's going to say that they did better than they son. Let's just put it that way. The old school is going to lay and they go give props to these new school cats and say they the best to ever do it because you know what? With they passing the torch. That's called passing the torch, Serge. They're not gonna no, sit there and say I, 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 I was a better dribbler than Kyrie Irving. A lot of old school guys are still gonna say MJ is the GOAT and not gonna say LeBron is. So you can't say that. A lot no, of the new school the people tell I you guarantee that. it. They go pass the torch. Watch. You're gonna see. Everybody gonna bow down to King James, man. In about 20 years. But hey, from both old school and new school, how many times have we seen them just straight up get ripped? Hardly None. ever. Hardly ever. ever. So Hardly you were saying all about the crossover and then all the turnovers. Let's just see somebody just one-on-one straight up rip them. It's not going to happen for either group. So Kyrie is the best handler all, of all time. Stop it. All right. Yep. That's all I got. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week with the best team to close out the best old school versus new school series. All right, well, moving on to the drop. I never do that right. The, the drop. Yeah, do both hands. Oh, the drop. Okay. Moving on to the drop. Hey, Pam, are you supposed to be drinking with on that vaccine? I noticed you sipping on a little something. Sorry, I don't think you're supposed uh, to have alcohol in your system. <laughs> I don't think it, it's any. No. Yeah, it's, you can. Right. It's not advised. Oh, then nobody's telling me. <laughs> 
All right. So for the drop this week. So before I get to the new music, I had a little fun music back to share. So after winning his first Grammy Award for the best rap album for his 2020 album, King's Disease, the rapper from Queens, his first studio album, Illmatic, has been inducted to the Library of Congress. So shout out to Nasty Nas. I I was doing a little bit of research and I found out that there's like 900 entries that go into this. So his got picked out of all of those this year. So shout out to Nas. Yeah, so for new music, we got Mo3, Shot Is Forever. All of my Dallas peeps were super hype about this one. Miguel dropped Art Dealer Chick 4. I really like some of the songs on that album, or it's like a little mini mixtape. It only has like four songs. Kid Ink dropped Alive and Lakia, I think is her name, in due time. And she's like a new hip hop artist. So whenever y'all get time, check her out. KT, what you got for the Coach's Groove this week? All right, you know, in honor of that, the last versus the Ozzy Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire, I'm gonna give some love to the old cats. And then uh, Ron Isley, how are you? You 79 with a 42 year old wife. Whoa, brother, I salute you. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with the song that uh, not a lot of people really sing. You know, it's always between the sheets and all of that. But they have a song called "Smooth Sailing Tonight," and that's a jam. So if you haven't heard it, go check that out by the Ozzy Brothers. Uh, all right. Okay, gotcha. All right, B. Jones. All right, I'm going to rush through this one because I, I want to get to the OT because we still got a little bit more sports to talk. The Air Jordan. Kevin, you got it? hmm <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the Air Jordan <laughs> 1 Retro OG Hyper Royal. As you can see, these shoes don't need no introduction. You already know the Air Jordan 1 game. They coming out this Saturday. They're going to be tough to get. Resellers going to be funky. I mean, they're going to run retail at about 170, getting all as many raffles as you possibly can. Put your name in as many hoppers. It's, it's going to be a dogfight to get these things and just cross your fingers. But uh, I think this is probably, if you've missed on a couple of other drops like I have this year, this is definitely a must cop. We got to go all in. And we got we to move the needle. So, uh, Kev, you could, you could drop it. We'll go around real quick. Pam, thumbs up, thumbs down. Boom. Surge. KD. Uh, I don't even remember what it looks like. So, oh, my gosh. Um, look, here. Look, look, KD. Okay. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Kev, you can be like. Hey, that right. picture sunrise is kicking in. Can somebody <laughs> hey. come? Where, where's my boy Scoop? Scoop! Clean sweep. Clean sweep. We in this thing. Everybody go out and get them. All right, let's move on. <laughs> hey, we're we going to do a wellness check. We're going to do a wellness check on Pam in a minute. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you never like just end abruptly. So I'm sorry. I, I wasn't I wasn't ready. All yeah, right. I'm so the OT, OT real quick. The NBA's new postseason play in tourney, seventh versus eighth, ninth versus tenth, and then seven, eight over loser, nine, ten, winner for the eighth seed. What do you guys think about that matchup that lineup that, that. I, I, I'm excited about it. I know it's not ideal. I know it's 72 games like Luca was complaining about saying that it should be determined. I think making giving the 9 and the 10th seed an opportunity to kind of get in the playoffs and sneak in even though they had a suspect regular season. I think this is going to only motivate teams to load management a little bit more. So that's the unfortunate thing. But I'm, I'm excited about the intrigue and the excitement of what it's going to look like when it comes down to tournament time and we get to see who gets those 7 and 8 seeds in the playoffs. All right. KT? I mean, I like it, but that's why we got seeding one through eight. Those should be the ones that make it to the playoffs. 
this extra thing. It's great for fans, but it's not good for those teams who've been busting their butts during the season. Now I got to go and try to win a playoff series to get into the playoffs. I don't like that part of it. All right, Serge. I actually do like it. I like the concept. I think it would be a lot of intrigue, but I think I would have been better off to see it during a normal, regular 82 season game as opposed to a compressed 72 game season with all the injuries and just back to backs and things like that. I think if I think I know that's what the plan is next year to go back to a regular schedule. So I know obviously something they've already put it in for this year. I think the intrigue will be definitely high because sometimes there is like seven and eight seeds. If you have like one of your star players out, maybe you probably there's no point in making the playoffs because you're probably going to get swept anyways. This way, another team from the nine or ten who are coming on strong maybe towards the end of the season may now have a chance to come in and maybe even upset somebody that's one or two. So My Pelicans have a chance, bro. <clears throat> no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> KD, do you have any thoughts on this particular subject? Okay, moving right along. Is Julian Edelman the greatest walk-on story? No. But no. he is a he is a great undrafted free agent story. Uh, he might have been a seventh round. I can't remember exactly what Edelman was. He he's he's always been small but mighty. But I think uh, Lashawn McCoy called him out, and I agree. There's this whole Julian Edelman Hall of Fame talk. Y'all stop it. Stop it right now. You make making me sick to my stomach. Gross. Yeah, but but if Lashawn McCoy can say that, he ain't a Hall of Famer either. So he just said he has a better resume and a better opportunity to Whoa, make the Hall of Fame than Julian. No, he. Man, I, I disagree with that. But but. I'm with LaShawn McCoy. Julian Edelman ain't no ain't no Hall of Famer. If Sterling Sharp isn't in the Hall of Fame, he ain't in the Hall of Fame. That is the truth. So that's all I got to say about that. All right. Anybody else got any comments on that? KT, recap WrestleMania. It was a two-day event. Please tell me what happened because I don't know. Well, I didn't. I guess I need to look at the slides. Hey, uh, WrestleMania <laughs> Saturday night. It was on point. That's when we we had the main event was uh, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. That's what we talked about earlier in the toast. We also have the women's tag team. It started off with Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. That started, that kicked off WrestleMania. That was an excellent match. Even though it kind of sucked for the guys because they had to go first, they already had warmed up and because of the weather in Tampa. Yeah. They had to postpone stuff. But, hey, Saturday night was off the chain. It was great. Then you go to Sunday, and they could have pretty much kept Saturday night for all our concern because – the one match that I really enjoyed was Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan and Edge. Even though I thought that they would pull a, like a swerve move and let Daniel Bryan win, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, is still your WWE champion. Mm. KT, did you see that they're doing like a wrestling like story on each of the – like the first one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're doing like a story. Yeah, they're doing like a documentary on them. Yeah, on each one. Are yeah, I'm sure you will. You know, getting well, I'm watching it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So the WNBA draft wings get four top 10 picks. Well, officially, wow. it's four top 13 picks because they traded away the seventh pick to the Los Angeles Sparks a few hours ago. So that that's changed. But Man, I'm excited. It's super dope because uh, the Wings are going to get uh, Charlie Collier, which we gave the uh, the local life to, and they're going to get this other young lady. I think her name is a Walk Cure or Kie, and she a monster. They're going to get two six four, six five players, and the Wings desperately needed. They're going to be able to move Satu Sabali to the three and Enrique at the one. And I'm telling y'all, we may have a new name to talk about come late summer. 
Yeah, because they just had what two top four, five picks last year too, right? Yeah, they had, they brought in I think four rookies last year, or at least I know three that yeah. were uh, that were really oh, good. Yeah. So they're gonna be good the next few years. They're gonna be good, man. They got an opportunity too. All right, all right, okay. awesome. Okay, last thing is Jamal Murray. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that comment was, uh, Damian. Your counseling hack. Jamal Murray ACL injury changes well, West. Welcome right. to the show, Damian. Right. <laughs> Or goodbye, Damien, because right. Damien was blocked. Yeah, we don't come here talking about that kind of stuff, man. Foolishness, pure foolishness. And now we throw it off. Everybody read it. Everybody trying to read it. What was I the question? The question. I'm, over, I'm, I'm over here herpes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is that? Whoa, whoa. I'm like, at first I was like, did we talk about herpes? Did, did we mention that in the Manhattan Project? But no, it sounded like we... <laughs> Damien just, I don't know, he on that ish. But, I, I, uh, I think Damien's account must have got hacked. Yeah, my computer's about to die. Okay. All right, oh well, we about God. to finish this up. So ask the question one more time, Pam, out of here. Jamal Murray ACL injury changes the West. Are Denver's chances dead? Yes. I'll be back. Is that a yeah. yes? You ain't got to Yes, to be a true contender, yes. I think I'll probably go ahead and slide the Blazers into the Nugget spot as a outside chance of you know making to the finals yeah murray was a potential 30 to 40 point guy on any given night and i think they needed that explosive offense to overcome the jazz (laughs) as well as the clippers last year we saw what a healthy murray could do in the bubble and losing him to me is basically done i i don't see any way they can overcome it i agree all right kt you got some comments no, I was waiting for you to shut this thing down, you know, before we get another bot coming on here. Oh, yeah, the yeet, the yeet, the yeet, 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 yeet. Yes. All right. So I got a call. I got a call from my, my cousin, and he was like, hey, man, you got you got a yeet yet? And just so anybody out there, who, if you have a great yeet of the week, send me the name. Send me the profile of people who are doing outstanding things you want to shout out. Now, I'll give you the... I'll give you the glory for it. So the name was brought to my attention about a young lady from North Texas, Hope Trotwin. And I, I knew immediately I needed to call Kev because Kev was, he was about to give her the uh, the athlete of uh, local life, the athlete uh, in that segment. But uh, Mrs. Troutwin actually pitched the first no-hitter in North Texas history and threw a perfect game. So let me correct that. She threw the first perfect game with 21 strikeouts. And if you don't know women's softball, it's seven innings three batters per inning. That means she literally struck out every single batter. Now, what makes this week worthy is this is not the first time that she struck out 21 batters before. This is the second time she's done it, but this time she was able to do it. Nobody from the other team hit the ball. It was a perfect game. So, Hope, hey, that was a phenomenal performance. Uh, You for your tenacity and uh, determination, hard work, and just outstanding skills. You deserve a yeet. All right, y'all. That's another episode of Sports Life Talk in the books. <laughs> two minute warning, Pam. Come on. Oh, two minute warning. All right, you shout did. out. <laughs> B Jones, who you shouting out? Shouting out my crew out there in Phoenix, as y'all all know. Went out there and hung out with my with my cousins for the weekend. We had a and blast. Didn't tell nobody. Didn't invite nobody. Hey, we wild out. We gave it all. We gave it all. We went and saw the the Phoenix Suns game. Went and ate some good food. We had a cookout at the house. So shout out to my cousins as well as the crew out there in Phoenix with Buck and Travis and Vince <laughs> and Sam. Hey y'all. Oh, hey hey. Uh, y'all. My, co- my cousin Chris. My cousin hey, Chris. Chris. 
Hey, I don't he, see no ring on your fingers. Hey, so. he he work at Amazon too, so he oh. he, do, he he got benefits. But uh, yeah, we had a blast though. We had a blast. So I'm sending I'm sending it out to my to my folks and my and the crew out there in Phoenix. That was dope. Thank y'all. All right, Casey. All right, to the, all the women in the WNBA draft are going to hear their name tomorrow. I'm giving them a shout out. Serge. I'm giving a shout out to Mr. Hideki Matsuyama for winning the Masters on Sunday, becoming the first Japanese born player to win. Yeah, definitely one of the majors for sure. So shout out to him. Okay, Katie. Okay, so I got two shout outs. So shout out to B and KT. They are doing the Who's Got Next series on YouTube. Make sure that y'all check those out. Also, my second shout out, my friend is here from New Orleans. So tonight we are going out to, I believe it's Gaslight. It's somewhere in Uptown. So yeah. if you would like to show up and buy us some drinks, come on, Pam, bring it, bring, bring it, bring it. Come on. <laughs> yeah so that's where we'll be tonight so if y'all want to pull up if y'all are in dallas all drinks on y'all it's wild Katie. wednesdays wild wednesdays you yes wild wednesdays, yes and you gonna do a wellness check on her tomorrow yes because yeah. last week i went out last week y'all and oh my gosh thursday was insane because it was like yeah mm-mm. i didn't get an invite mm. <laughs> it was kind of unexpected so excuses right <laughs> Well, you yeah. can come tonight. Come on, Pam. No, nah, I ain't come. Man, it's, it's out of it as I am. No. <laughs> you already sink in. It's cool. Kev, you upset about the, the bot? I, your face, you ain't smile since that. that. <laughs> no, no, no. Kev, like, oh, dang. Come on, my uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I blocked him and moved on, Flair. You was upset for a minute, though. You he ain't smiled since. He was. No, I wasn't really upset. Leave me alone. All right. And I have to shout out to, to myself because, hell, I, I do the damn thing sometimes. And I'm trying to get my summer body together, y'all. And even though I got this little shot, I was out there trying to work out and it was hurting and I didn't give up. And then I went and rode a bike and I almost fell off the bike and I didn't give up. So shout out to me for never giving up. Yeet. So I'm uh I'm seriously concerned. So you worked out, which they tell you after major proce- procedures, you need to go rest. <laughs> you went worked out. You drank an alcohol. You literally broke every medical rule. <laughs> yeah, you might as well go all the way. Go out with KD tonight. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Don't just drive. Go and drive. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done with y'all. Anyway, thank y'all for watching another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life without sports is just talk. We look forward to seeing you again next week. And make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Hey, holla at us. We gonna yeah. The baby say I'm fly, she see me. I know I got a giant in the drip, but I double cause I'm tired of the vibe. She clingy. And I'll play around with the wrist when I get it. You already know the vibe is VVs. I swear I feel alive when I'm in them in the yo to the air, making vibes on repeat. And I ain't gotta lie, you see me. She said she want a vibe, she need three. Each one for my boys, my teammates. Swimming through the riches with my squad, believe me. Iced out all the mods, Philippines. Big dogs is legit, know I'm eight. Cook a little, know I'm different raw with the ape. It's mine for the taking Little baby look like she the type that be playing Slides and escape this She dummy probably thinking who this yeah. Money now it's funny how I see the mood switch yeah. Boy and them girl funny how the two mix So I got them upside now they got the loose lips Want the doors for the suicide on it If I'm winning gotta put my slimes on it I ain't buying no Gucci or Prada That she my man and it's proof of hers all this Drip to finesse like Kyrie Young man with his own brand